Hello. Hi. <laughs> What's that? Well, today we're talking about Valentine's Day. So I'm putting on my extra sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that sexy for? Anybody who finds it sexy. I'm sitting here on this luxurious blanket. <laughs> and it really is luxurious. Um, uh, I, um, no. Um, so welcome to the New Dawn podcast with me, Dawn, and my gorgeous partner and very sexy voiced man, Ben. Hi, Dawn. <laughs> I'd just like to say you're one of the most attractive women ever. <laughs> you know, um, when you say it in that voice, it makes it sound weird and creepy. Oh, all right then. <laughs> I'll just talk normally then. <laughs> so, hello. Uh, thank you for being here. We thought we would talk a little bit about Valentine's Day. Um, Get a quick one out. Get a quick podcast out. A quickie. A quickie. Um, because it is something that I think is a trap. There, I said it. I think Valentine's Day is an emotional and mental trap for both men and women. And whilst I want to really, really support all things that celebrate love, and I want to show up and be the biggest advocate of all things love, I think Valentine's Day has the opposite effect. Yes. Now, from my point of view, people, maybe not just women, but men to a point as well, although I think from a man's point of view... Oh, there's so many things. <laughs> from a man's point of view... And I don't want to speak for all men, but certainly a lot of men I know. It's one of those days that they could probably just go, oh, you know what? I end up spending a fortune on a rose that every other day is a fiver. And for one day only, 50 quid for a red rose, whatever. Um, and it's just a day that doesn't make a lot of sense to men in general. Financially. Do you think they Just approach this from a quite a logical perspective? Because I think it there's something there that does speak to a desire that women predominantly, and some men, but women predominantly, have a desire for connection and being shown love. And they seize this opportunity with fever and rigour because it is they're allowed to. They're allowed to... It, want and desire an expression of love and I think <clears throat> whilst it's not really yes it's hyper commercialized yes there's a lot going on that is wonky and it doesn't make sense I do think that there is this genuine desire for uh, more romance more connection more intimacy and I think on the whole men are not getting the message well from a man's point of view, a lot of the time, if you don't, if you don't spend enough money on the woman, you don't love them, you know. What? That's not what, what you think at all. Why are you saying I, that? I'm just saying that from the way 
things appear and this I'm not speaking for everyone again I'm just saying how things appear to blokes is that a lot of the time on Valentine's Day if you haven't spent enough money on the woman and she goes oh well this is rubbish but there's there's no amount of money that you could spend on Valentine's Day that makes up if this is your one day a year Mm. where you get to be shown love in the way that you think you want to be shown love there's never going to be enough money in the whole wide world that's going to make up for all of those other days that you don't get the love in the way that you want. So, of course, it's going to seem like to men that it's the day that you're supposed to spend a, a, a ton of money to prove your love for the other person because it's lacking often the whole year round. What do you think? think that's terrible do <laughs> you think that's terrible yeah. why well what's terrible the, the so fact how that... many I, I know when i was younger around valentine's day running up to valentine's day there would be a lot of women who would be up for dating and all that in hopes that they would get something nice on valentine's day yeah but we're to- you're talking about teenage and early 20s i'm not 20s. just talking about teenage and it seems worse now what do you mean well the more things are commercialized the more adverts and everything says that this is how much true love should cost the man then um yeah but do you not think that this speaks to a bigger problem that we've got generally within our relationships you know I think a lot of these things are systemic of a core experience that isn't happening which is we are struggling to be shown love and to receive love and so we use these weird moments created by society um, well created by manufacturers and advertising people I know this sounds deeply cynical, but I'm actually a massive advocate for love and connection. And I want it to be done in such a way that it feels uh, fulfilling and uh, delightful rather than each person trying to get as much as they can from a day because that's the day that society has been told. Well, it's like you were saying. So this is the problem with Valentine's Day and this is why... Sorry, are you telling me to speak louder? (laughs) It's only because I I talk louder than you do. Well, I just talk at a normal thing. So you've got the whole problem with Valentine's Day is you've got a man trying to make up for the whole rest of the year that he's done bugger all. (laughs) You've got a woman hoping beyond hope that the man is going to remember that there's one day in the year Mm -hmm. where at least one day other than her birthday and Christmas, Mm -hmm. mainly her birthday, um, that he's going to remember to do something nice. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, he forgets because men generally don't remember things like it's just not a love. priority. It's not. It's, it's not a just... priority. You know, there's a lot of other things that go on in men's minds, like sport and <laughs> I don't know, playing do you computer know what? games. Sometimes I think that and... the traditional man <laughs> in these conversations comes off so poorly. Buying toilet rolls, that kind of thing. It come they come off so poorly they come off as half-hearted 
not putting much effort in, uh, absent-minded, um, complacent. Mm -hmm. They come off as um, basically getting away with the minimum amount of stuff that they can get away with in order um, to just about scrape by to make their missus happy. And so she doesn't nag, right? And then they're like, oh my God, she nags at me. Like these are the stereotypical things we hear about in uh, couples communication workshops, as well as just in general. Anecdotally, like yeah. we've dated other people, we've been married to other people, not saying that this is who we're talking about, but these are common themes. Yeah, and I, we've even spoken about this. One of the things I'm worried about um, and that I've been bad at is complacency in relationships. I've not really thought about doing nice things for the other person. Everything becomes... The same old, same old Groundhog Day, stuck in a rut, whatever. And then rather than thinking, what can I do to make this better, make this more fun? I'm then going, oh, why doesn't she do something? You know, and then projecting it onto the other person. Um, wow. And I've, I've said <laughs> I've said this to you before. We've yeah. spoken about yeah, complacency because yeah, yeah. it's something we both worry a little bit about. Yeah. Um, and so we're... We're constantly saying you're gorgeous and you're lovely and you tell me sometimes, on an, occasionally, <laughs> you know, that I'm all right. I'll pass. I do, you know. That's not true. <laughs> so we're always trying to tell each other and show each other that yeah. we um, have gratitude for each other. We appreciate the things each other. We, we make do. an effort all we, of the time. We, we try don't and... We? consciously yeah. keep on top of that and the, I think there has been a couple of times where we're going oh I'm not feeling the same thing the and bucket recent, of connection yeah, that, feels that a little whole bit bucket low of connection yeah and it's not that necessarily we've both got the same connection bucket um depository full or not yeah 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 <laughs> um but we talk about it and we then try and sort something out, don't we? Uh, I mean, that... And it all depends as well on tiredness, on hunger, on what's on your mind and things. And I think Valentine's Day could and perhaps should be a day when you spend the time together to work out what you can do to make Valentine's Day a whole year. And not just about buying stuff for each other, but going, what are we doing today that makes us both feel good that we should be doing all the time? I agree. Uh, this is something you and I have spoken about before, but um, the way the paradigm we approach our relationship is that there's the Ben circle and the Dawn circle. And then in between the Ben and Dawn circle is the relationship circle. And it overlaps both of us but it stands as a separate entity almost between us. And we are both constantly nurturing the middle circle of our relationship. We both put in effort, we both put in attention, we both check in with each other. Uh, and it, we make that a priority because we both know that the moment resentment kicks in, the moment, um, uh, what was that word you just said? Complacency kicks in the moment that those things start to build they take on a life of their that own what's the point moment yeah 
You know, if you're thinking, oh, what's the point? Why mm-hmm. am I here? Why am I doing? And you're questioning things like that while you're in a ra- relationship. It's time to really have a good talk. Mm-hmm. And so having those three circles helps us to communicate with each other throughout the year and uh, every day. And so we we talk about it, don't we, in terms of having a connection bucket. So I've got my my Ben bucket and you've got a Dawn bucket, which means that, that when I'm tired, so imagine that this bucket, we feel the most connected to each other when our respective buckets feels uh, full, like yeah. at least a seven out of 10. When my uh, bucket gets, and probably because I've got an anxious Just attachment. Don't ask us what we fill these buckets with. <laughs> That's a story for another day. <laughs> I think when you um, when you've got less than seven out of ten filled in your bucket, at least for me, it start. I start to feel distant from you. I start to um, feel less connected, um, and it's like a little inner alarm goes off. That's and I say to you, hey, look. Uh, this is how I'm feeling uh, can we do something about it and you know we have our ways of filling each other's buckets um, and it matters right it is important and we actively do that throughout the year but if you're going on into Valentine's Day with a chronically depleted bucket and you're hoping that the actions of the other person is going to fill that bucket till it's overflowing and it's enough for the rest of the year <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. it's never gonna happen it's, it, it's actually impossible and it, it this is the the thing about it as well is a lot of the time when we're together it's not a problem with having empty buckets it it can still happen a bit can't it especially if we're busy yeah if we're busy but it's when we're not spending time with each other you're in um colchester colchester i nearly called it coventry then that's like and i'm in corby and we've not seen Mm. each other for a good few days um but people feel that empty bucket when they live with each other and that If that's happening, then there's bigger problems than just being in the same Mm -hmm. room. Being in the same room doesn't equate to filling a bucket. It really doesn't. Uh, Like You can be sat in opposite armchairs watching the same TV Mm programme and feel completely distant from each other. But what's really lovely is that when both of you start to care about your own bucket and then the other person's bucket which is basically how do you like to be shown and to receive love right that's essentially yeah. what we're talking about love so and you, attention yeah because you've got your um styles of love haven't you yeah my love languages love languages all that kind of stuff and and there's lots of different things but when mm. both of you start to really care about your own and each other's which can be difficult like if a lot of resentment has built up then you need to deal with a lot of that as well as um doing acts of love but acts of love for each other whilst it doesn't fix problems it goes a long way to being able to create like a teamwork and a togetherness and an understanding and like okay we can get through this and this can work for us and you know to feel connected to your partner um is actually pretty magical yeah i i was reading something someone had um, written today 
on the old Facebook and they'd written about love languages. And, and one of the things they said is that there's another love language that they hadn't really thought of. Um, and this is, they said it's generally for neurodiverse people. Um, and this person was one. And they said it's the shiny pebble love language, which okay. was quite interesting. Uh, and it's basically when your love language is to talk about something that you find really passionate, find oh, something really that. interesting. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh, I found this shiny pebble. Look how lovely, you know, or, mm. oh, there's this old book that I was reading the other day. And I thought that was really good. But one of the things I said, because it, it, it was a man and he'd written this whole thing about love languages. I said, the one thing you've missed out there is that you, you might have a love language of how you like to receive love. But the love language that you might give out might be different to how you like to receive it. But the person receiving it might want it in a different way. No. So with me, do you know what my love language is? Yeah, physical affection and quality time. Yeah. What what is my love language that I like giving out? D and D. Yes. <laughs> um acts of service. If people don't know what D and D is, that could sound very perfect. Oh yeah, uh Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> that still sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Role playing game. Um so acts of service like uh, and like things to do food. with food yeah. yeah giving food making food um so the love language i give out is different to the love language that i receive i, I like to give out um hugs you know all, all that sort of thing so the kind of thing where it's touchy-feely hugging um and words of affirmation i do like giving out words of affirmation but all through my life, it's always been, here, I really want you to try this food. I want you, you know, if I find out what kind of food someone likes, that's what I'll do. Because in my mind, you feed someone, they enjoy the food, happy, happy, joy, joy. Um, and he didn't, he'd never thought that the love language you receive might be different to the love language you give out. Uh, also, there's that whole thing, like you say, that people can be in a relationship and be giving out a love language to their partners but their partner does it's not the kind of love language they want to receive they want a different one and they never talk about it mm. they they're all the time they're going ah oh, he keeps giving me this he keeps giving me food i don't want food i want, I want him to do the washing I want up. him to <laughs> hug me or yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um, well, and but... this thing so this guy it's got to be really important that there's this talk about what you like as a love language, not just what car you want or how many bouquets of flowers you want on Valentine's Day and things like that. There's got to be an understanding of whether their love language they give out is the same as the love language you want to receive and vice versa, that kind of thing. And also appreciate, like, when you buy me food... Uh, or make me food. Uh, I know that you've thought about me, and that, that I have to. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know you have to because I have loads of food stuff going on. Um, but e even to one side, like that's an that's a thing. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking when I go down that reduced aisle, 
<laughs> no, that's a you thing. <laughs> your reduced food aisle. Anyway, um, when you're when you've bought me something or made me something, I know that that's something that means something to you, and I love receiving that. But it's not the thing that's going to fill my bucket the most. But I, I feel loved and thought of and thought about, and so it's great. But if if I'm if my love if my um, attention bucket, my Ben bucket is feeling low, um, that's not the thing that I want from you. Like You a, want hugs. I want hugs. I want words of affirmation. Face licks. Uh, <laughs> I want cuddles. I want, I want, I guess, physical connection and mm. emotional connection. Like depending on how long we've been apart um, and what's going on in our lives, emotional connection like we will do a ceremony where we are um spending time together just you and i and it is a much more like we're not necessarily sharing feelings although when you are emotionally vulnerable with me and you share stuff with me um that fills my bucket quicker than (laughs) anything else like that hard core is so connecting for me to, to have that heart connection with you, with some emotional connection, is incredible. And I think, and I'm going to make a generalisation, I think at the core what we're all craving is that. And I connection, don't... Connection, yeah. Yeah. Uh, humans live to be connected. No, e- yeah, even... but not just a connection, not just a, a sitting in the same place. I mean a hardcore yeah, heart that's connection. What oh, you about, mean yeah. that too? The the thing is, there's people. I've I've got friends. I know people who say that they really want to be alone and they want to be on, you know, away from everybody in some mud hut somewhere in a forest or it something. It is tempting, and it can be very tempting. But ultimately, you're missing out on a really big part of what it is to be human. And I know I I could live on my own. I'd be perfectly all right. I wouldn't particularly miss anyone. Charming. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> um, you know, I'd what get, do you mean by that? I, I'd get over it. <laughs> ben, uh, I hope for those of you listening, you appreciate that uh, Ben uh, has a sense of humour. Absolutely. Anyway, I'd get over it, like I say. What do you mean? Look, you're throwing me off track. Let me finish what I'm saying. Okay. So humans we need contact we need the human touch we do yeah we need someone to talk to um some people find that in animals uh because animals are safe Mm. humans aren't safe Mm -hmm. we're intrinsically not safe yeah and so finding a human that is safe is possibly a really important thing Mm. and i could go down this whole root of why humans aren't safe and why we feel what we feel and we're terrified of feeling (laughs) things like that but see that's what i was going to come back to but we haven't necessarily got that kind of time (laughs) no um but if you come back right down to the what you were saying earlier about your love language of giving has been food and making food you and I both have had a history of um, being emotionally and 
intimately repressed, like not being able to show love and affection in a safe and healthy way or receive it. I don't know. It's always been wonky. I don't really know even how to describe that properly, but it's almost been repressed. Like I haven't been able to do that. But I've noticed that over the time that we've been together, that your ways of showing love seems to be changing. Like it's not that you have, you've stopped wanting to do the food thing because I know you love food and I love food, so it works. But the way that you show me love now has definitely evolved and it um, feels like you want that physical and emotional intimacy as well as, and it seems to be that you're developing in that way too. The, the thing is though, Dawn, you're really good at bringing out, well, at being a safe space and bringing out emotion that um, wouldn't ordinarily feel good to bring out. Do you know what I mean? So it's like when I've, held emotion in before it's because i've not felt safe enough to be vulnerable um whereas you're the kind of person who there's no judgment about it there's no pushing away because you can't deal with it um and so it's just uh, and you know i can't think of other thing other reasons why someone wouldn't show emotion or whatever uh, but th there's so many reasons why men in general don't show emotion because you're seen as being weak you're seen as um not being in control of yourself um all sorts of things so it's not often that a man will cry or even really say I love you and mean I love you they'll say the words but it's like they're saying it as a to placate the woman and things yeah, like yeah. that um, and there's no intention or anything behind them so I think you're the perfect kind of person for me to be able to be vulnerable with um, and that's one of the reasons why I love him. Pardon? <laughs> Try again. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you're so good at that. Thank you. I, I've worked hard at um, becoming a safe person for myself so that I can be in a relationship and offer a safe space too, you know? Like... I haven't always felt like a safe person. Um, and now that I do unequivocally, I can see the impact that it has in our relationship and how you have role modeled that too. Like you are a safe person too. And that means that when I'm going through something and when I have big emotions and I want to automatically start to shame myself for having them, and you turn around to me and you say, oh, no, this is absolutely OK. Yeah, I'll just say, just let it out. I'll go in a different room. <laughs> it's more like <laughs> you say to me, um, let it out, because 
ultimate, you you know that I am taking responsibility for my my emotions and my behaviors. That's what one of the things I was going to say. One of the really important things for me to feel safe as well is to is for you for me to know that you are responsible for your own emotions. You're not projecting something onto me that is undeserved. You're not um, going to go away and blame someone else for something if it's something to do with you. And you'll just sit there and go, oh, I'm feeling X, Y, Z. So I need to, and you'll say to me, oh, I need some time. I need to go for a walk. I need to go for uh, a bit of private time um, by yourself. Um, and that's fine. That That's great because I know that you're sorting something out and that is then not going to be a, an issue, you know, when we're talking about it later. Um, so you having responsibility for your emotions. I've been in relationships before and I think everyone's been in relationships before to some extent where... Um, you felt responsible for the other person's emotions and you're trying to manage them constantly. And I think uh, I, I've not been in a, certainly I'm, this is kind of a difficult one because I know there's lots more women out there who have been in some kind of abusive relationship or something where they're constantly trying to manage the other person's emotions to keep themselves safe. Um, yeah. Mm. I think for men, if they're trying to, if they're in a relationship where they're trying to manage a woman's emotions, it's not necessarily to keep themselves safe. It's so that they are having less hassle or whatever it is that's going on in the man's head. Um, unless the woman is an absolute psychopath <laughs> and is likely to stab them. I mean, that works in all ways, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? I know. Yeah, I yeah. um, But I don't want to make light of this whole thing, really. It's not necessarily a funny thing. Um, but this is the thing. I think a lot of relationships, at some point, you spend your time managing the other person's reactions Especially to things. Especially if you're a people pleaser. Yeah. yeah. And then you start either hiding things, holding things back, lying through a mission, lying directly, all sorts of things, just to manage the other person's emotions because you don't want that. And it might be over something ridiculously stupid as well. Because um, we're both recovering like people. that pieces, massive spider behind you. you know, <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you about it. I'm not worried about spiders. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> oh, it's fighting with a slug, so let's hope it wins. That's not funny. Don't bring slugs into this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but what about if on Valentine's Day, instead of people buying roses, chocolates, all those sort of things, they spent time writing down, oh, we did that heart thing, didn't we? That's yeah, really we cool. Yeah, did, yeah. Um, so you write down what you appreciate for the other per about the other person, what you love about them, um, on a separate piece of paper that you're going to burn. What you want them to do better at, and don't let them see that. Just burn that. <laughs> oh, you're joking again. I'm joking. That's really confusing. I know, but no, <laughs> sorry, it just came into my head. I had to say it because it's funny. 
um, in my head. Nobody else found it funny. That's great. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, we have a laugh, don't we? (laughs) I was so confused. So we we got these strings of hearts, paper hearts. We wrote down what we love about each other, what we appreciate. There was a string, um, there was like a ribbon and there were, I think, eight uh, hearts, paper hearts glued onto this ribbon. And they were blank. And um, I bought three. I bought one for me, one for you and one for Drew. And so I gave one to you and you wrote down the things that you loved about me um on uh, separately on each one and we have them hang and you did this i did the same for you and then i did one for drew as well so and we have them hanging don't we you've yeah. got yours in your kitchen i've got mine in my kitchen and so it's like a visual reminder of this act of love that we did for each other which was really sweet i was thinking of putting mine in the toilet is that another joke well actually i don't spend as much time in the toilet as i used to so yeah. You know how blokes are sometimes. It's just a quiet place. I think this is one of the reasons <laughs> why women struggle to have conversations yes, with men. Like... Is because, you know, I'm trying to have a serious conversation with you and you're being hyper playful, which I don't, you know, that is part of who you are. And I'm not here to say that it's a bad thing. But let's keep on track. Let's keep on track, honey. Okay. <laughs> don't hit me. <laughs> Um, and so I think it would just be lovely if we could encourage the filling of each other's connection buckets throughout the year and not make Valentine's Day such an over intense experience so that we can both come together um, and put effort and intention into this middle circle between us throughout the year. I think that would make a really big difference. And then if you still choose to want to do Valentine's Day, maybe it will be less charged. Maybe there won't be so much invested into making it the most perfect Mm. thing. What about, um, so people could do the whole heart thing, writing out that, and that's something there then for that. Yeah, however long it's up there for. Um, And then what about spending time talking about how each other makes the other person feel safe? Mm. Talking about positive... Well, sorry, I swallowed and tried breathing and talking all at the same time. It's hard (laughs) work. Um, Talking about what they want to do for the rest of the year Mm. like plans use valentine's day as a um meeting of sorts of how to have a a relationship meeting yeah like a (laughs) relationship meeting day (laughs) valentine's day that would be cool i was reading um but do it with chocolates and yeah always chocolates and uh, i was reading the other day that there was a list of um, romantic things that you can do on Valentine's Day and I had in the, my mind that Valentine's Day was the big gestures right and it was the be whisked off your feet and be taken somewhere or um, be surprised at work and um, blindfolded and you know um, 
just be taken to a secret location where everything was prepared and a bit like a proposal, I suppose. Kidnapped is basically what <laughs> <laughs> Bundled into the back of a van. <laughs> no. Um, no, that would be terrifying and not romantic. But um, I was thinking that the list that they... So I already had in my head that these were going to be really big events and big things that you to show your love but all of the list of uh, the romantic things were way more normal way more everyday than I imagined like holding hands and making each other a cup of tea in the morning or um, getting your partner their favorite chocolate or um, uh, going to the movies together or telling them I love you or and I forget sometimes that these are the bucket fillers these are the things that do create the connections and they you are actively doing it and I guess that's part of the complacency that we talk about because you and I do that those kind of things all of the time like there's really not a week that goes by where we don't do at least something that would be classed as a, a minor romantic um, gesture. Um, and I was actually surprised because all of the Disney stuff, all of the movies, all of this stuff that's still going around in my head said that, says that these need to be the big gestures, the big things that happen. That That does come with a lot of pressure and yet the little things are actually the sweeter things. Do you know what I mean? Yes. What? Well, th this is... It's like you're saying, for us, I suppose, we're doing this all the time, so it doesn't seem... It is an everyday thing. Um, it is an everyday thing uh, when, we're, when you're doing it all the time, but how many people don't do it all the time but don't actually realise... Mm. They're not doing it. And then go back into the taking for granted thing. Mm. Complacency thing. Yeah. And and this is part of the work that I do. It's about, you know, um, this, um, this relationship revolution where we are... are most, of, most of us want more from our relationships. We want more. We're not sure what more means or looks like for many people. Um, but we know we want more. We know that the relationships with ourselves are changing and the relationship with our partners. Like the amount of women that are going through massive life-changing experiences, uh, spiritual experiences, and then they're looking to their men to go, are you coming with me? And the man kicks and screams and does everything he possibly can to either, um, I want to say, shame they're, you know, for the being more woo-woo to going down that path. To well, the explain. men are happy where they are, aren't they? They, they, um, they're living in whatever wonderful comfort, comfort mm. zone they're in. Um, but I do think that we are at the forefront of a relationship revolution, and you can see that in the way that people are exploring and trying out different methods of this monogamy or non-monogamous relationships uh, people are exploring difference something different and whilst each to their own and you do what feels right for you I do think that 
we are wanting more from our relationships. And so if there was one takeaway for Valentine's Day, for one thing, I would be gentle and ask yourself the question, where can I show and receive more love? Like where in my relationship can I um, fill this middle circle? How can we have a conversation to um, connect over this putting in intention and love and effort into this um, nurturing of the middle circle? Is there anything you've written or put out or any of the podcasts that would help with guiding people? I haven't actually time. done a podcast on that. We've talked about it a lot in our communicate uh, couples workshops. Uh, that's pretty much the core of what we talk about, isn't it? Is how to um, communicate. <laughs> communicate. Um, I have done a podcast, and I will link it in the show notes. Uh, I have done a couples ceremony podcast, which is only fifteen minutes, and that would be perfect to do on, on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day yeah. um, and it's not a woo-woo one, so guys, uh, you can do this just as much as your women. Just keep an open mind. Like, if the stuff that you've been doing till now isn't working, then something else needs to happen. So keep an open mind about it. Yeah, I mean, I I love our ceremonies. And it's not, I'm not a woo-woo person. <laughs> no. But it's not about being woo-woo. It's literally about connection. And they work, don't That's they? Do you find you, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is about just spending a bit of time with your partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever. Um, just one-on-one -on -one time where you're absolutely focused on that other person. You mm -hmm. know, 100%. Um, Without distraction. Yeah. You put all your distractions away have a bit of music you both like on you know just something gentle gentle and then you can listen to the one that you've done mm -hmm. or you can make your own one up they're not mm -hmm. really hard you just i mean if you've never done one then yeah if you've never start done somewhere, one but <laughs> uh, have a listen to the couple's one yeah. uh the podcast but otherwise a simple thing to do is just have a conversation yeah um and describe how you know just create conversation about where you're at what you want to do how you want to do it um and go from there and if you need or want support then you you know reach out to me i can certainly support you in that definitely um and blokes you should uh I suppose if there's one bit of advice, if you feel like everything is nice and easy and that everything is just running so smoothly and you're in a nice, comfortable place. In a groove. You're not doing enough. <laughs> you're not <laughs> probably. doing... Probably not doing enough. If you don't feel excited about the relationship, and it's just a day-to-day, -day, hey, I'm coming home, or maybe you work from home, or whatever else, and there's just nothing different, have a think about what you can do to make some, make it a little bit more different. And I'd say to the women, 
if well in fact to both I think you've got to take risks haven't you at some point there's things people don't like doing um, I know there's things I don't like doing there's things you don't like but sometimes you just got to try stuff you got to try new stuff see if you don't see if you like it see if you don't like it um, but enjoy it with each other Experiment. enjoy the enjoy the awful moments <laughs> and the talking, good moments we're not just talking about, well we're not really fun. just talking about sex here we are talking about experiment with activities we've and done those those and, two lists haven't we we've done the free yeah. list and the we made an expensive li list <laughs> or, we or made the money a, list a list of things that we wanted to do generally um and they uh, fell into two categories the first one was um paid and the other one was free and then we just pick stuff that we've got to do yeah. if we've got money we might do a paid one if yeah. we've if Saving we've not, up some then bits. we go to like car showrooms and try and get free <laughs> coffee or something. <laughs> the more expensive the car showroom, the better the coffee. <laughs> That's a theory we've yet to try out. Yeah, um, we're going to do that But playful. One. Yeah, just it's. I don't know. I think it's just about having fun. I think that's where love kind of stems from, isn't it? Mm. Enjoyment of life. Mm. turning into passion yes um so in ode of this valentine's day um i love you i love you too and i i love you like Gollum loves his ring <laughs> do you know what I know you, we both joke about that, but the day you told me that, I thought that was one of the most romantic things ever because he really loves that thing. I mean, he dived in lava for that thing, <laughs> didn't he? I'm not going to dive in lava. You would. I was just going to say something about your ring then. But... No. No, don't finish oh on it. Oh, God. All right. I'll get my um, coat. <laughs> I hope you... For those of you who are still with us at this point in the well podcast, done. <laughs> well done. I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to us um, just chew the cud about Valentine's Day and love and our relationship. Um, and, this wasn't uh, rehearsed. We didn't know where it was going to end up. <laughs> I think that's clear. <laughs> no um, script. <laughs> but enjoy yourself. Um, take it easy. Be gentle with yourself tend to your heart and see if you can fill your love bucket and your partner's love bucket to have have fun and in the meantime au revoir <laughs> bye bye <laughs>